again, we're thankful that you're here today. And it is uh, the week that we actually celebrate our uh, country's uh, birthday. And so we're excited about that. We're going to talk a little bit about freedom, what uh, freedom is all about and the function of freedom. Now, lots of times people think of freedom as, as being uh, without restraints or without borders or without uh, boundaries, and honestly, that's not freedom at all. That's chaos. It, it really is because, you see, if you don't have some sort of a boundary or some sort of function or some sort of goal line to run at with your life, you don't have some goals out in in front of you, you're not really free. You're just bound to everything else and you're kind of wandering aimlessly without a direction. And the Bible, the Bible talks a lot about that. It says where there is no vision, people perish. They waste away. They cast off all, all restraint. And so I want you to know today that God has come to set you free. Jesus has come to this earth And he has come so that you can be free from a life of sin. So you can function in the fullness of who he has created you to be. So I'm going to title this message today, The Function of Freedom. The Function of Freedom. You know, after Jesus came to earth and gave his life on a cross and resurrected from a grave, one of his followers, his name is Peter in our uh, Bible, he, he wrote a couple of letters uh, to some people. And he's writing a letter, we know it as First Peter in our Bible, to, to people who have been set free. And though they had been set free by the good news of who Jesus is and they could function in who God had created them to be, they had been scattered all over the earth. And Peter reminds them of what their freedom is all about. And it's found in your Bible in in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. And this is what he tells them. He says, live as people who are free. Look at your neighbor and say, live like you're free. Look at your other neighbor and say, live like you're free. I've discovered that a lot of people, you know what? are fighting for freedom, but few are living in freedom. And there's a big difference in just fighting for freedom and getting to the other side of the fight and living in freedom. Look at your neighbor again on the other side of you like you mean it and say, live free. Live free. free. Peter goes on to say, he says, Live as free people, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. He says, honor everyone. Everyone, honor up, honor down, and honor all around. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor The emperor, honor those in leadership, honor the king, honor the president, honor who God has appointed to be in charge. He says, live as free people, have a life of honor, 
Don't use your freedom to cover up evil. Step forward and be somebody. Be free. Live free. Honor people. Be who God has created you to be. And don't be bound up in sin. You're free. You're free in Christ Jesus. And God didn't set you free for you to be all bound up. Look at your neighbor again and say, loosen up. (laughs) Live free. Live free. You know, one of the greatest teachings of Jesus is found in John chapter 13. That's where we're going to camp out for a little bit today. Because what Jesus was doing right before he went to the cross is he was basically illustrating the function of freedom and what freedom is all about. And he is around his disciples, his followers. They're kind of sitting around the table. And Jesus begins to demonstrate the function of true freedom, what freedom is is all about. The reason he demonstrated what freedom was all about to these disciples is because he wanted them to function in who they were once that he was gone, after he ascended back to his throne, ascended back uh, to heaven, and he needed them to start functioning. And as they functioned in their freedom, the good news of Jesus began to spread all over the world, and it's why we're able to sit here today And listen to this great message and this incredible, incredible good news about who Jesus is. Because they began to function in their their freedom. Live free. Function in your freedom. God never intended for you to live underneath bondage, in slavery, bound up to missing the mark of his glorious standard. See, that's what sin is. Sin is really a picture word. And it means missing the bullseye. The Bible says we've all missed, we've all sinned and fallen short of God's glorious standard for our life. But God's glorious standard was he created human beings to rule and reign this earth and to be image bearers and produce who he is and and produce his presence throughout this earth. That's what the original creation of humans was all about. The Bible says the wheels came off in Genesis 3 and the first man, the first woman got bound up. They they fell short of God's glorious standard for their life instead of living the free life that God had given them to live and functioning in that freedom. They chose to listen to the voice of the enemy and they got bound up and, and they began to move away from God and they were separated from God's presence, God speaking into their life, God using them in a powerful, powerful way. But God says, I'm going to do something. And God does and this is what Jesus is all about. Jesus came to forgive us of our myths so we don't have to stay separated from God and, and his glorious standard for all of our life. But we can come back into his presence And he's forgiven us of the penalty of sin that was final on the cross. The blood that Jesus shed on that cross was good for all human beings. All who would believe and receive the good news of who Jesus is. And they've been completely forgiven. And can I tell you something? That has been done. Then Christ resurrected from the grave. 
to show us God's amazing power that death can't even hold human beings in the grave. Death can't hold people back from who God is. And he resurrected from a grave to show that he had a connection to our great God and he was God in the flesh and he was all powerful and nothing could hold him back. And that same power, ma'am, is available to you. So, sir, back there in the back, the power that resurrected Jesus from the grave is available to you. Everybody in this room, the question is, do you function in the power? Because what the power is all about is being free. Being free from having to be controlled by this thing called sin, but living underneath the authority of your great God and begin to letting, letting him tell you who you are, whose you are, what you're all about, and what your function in life is. And you can get back to doing what God created you to do. Come on, somebody. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. But right before Jesus went to the cross, again, John 13, he's having a meal with his disciples. We call it the Last Supper. And he demonstrates how to function. Remember, Jesus is the most powerful person in the room. Can I tell you something? Free people are powerful people. Our country is a powerful country. But can I tell you something? Power calls for responsibility. And do we really understand what our responsibility is with the power that we have? Free people are powerful people. The church should be the most powerful entity on the planet. Yes, Lord. Let me say that again. The church, yes, Lord. those called out and under the authority and living in the kingdom of God, yes. should be the most powerful entity on planet earth. Not using its power to lord over people, but using its power to elevate people into everything that God has created them to be. And, and I want to declare to you today, God was all about elevating people into who he created them to be. Jesus came, he put on flesh, he became like one of us so that... We could be like God in nature again so that we could understand his amazing power, his amazing freedom, his amazing love, his amazing grace, his amazing mercy. And you could reconnect with your creator and begin to function in this amazing freedom. Freedom has a function. Are you functioning in your freedom? That's a question that all of us need to ask ourselves today. Let's look at how Jesus functioned in his freedom, displayed what freedom was all about, and showed the servants uh, around the table, those who he calls friends and sons and daughters, how to, how to really live out their life. I'm going to read through 17 verses very quick, and then we'll talk about it for just a few moments. The Bible says in John 13, before Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his father. In other words, if he was leaving this world and returning to his father, that means he was once with his father and he came into the earth. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth. and Now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper. 
Look at your neighbor and tell them it's supper time. It's supper time. I like that. And the devil had already prompted one man at the table, Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. And Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table. Most powerful man in the room. Gets up from the table. He took off his robe. He wrapped the towel around his waist. And he poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with a towel he had around him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, the man who wrote that letter talked about living free, I read to you a few moments ago. Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but someday, Peter, you will. No, Peter protested, you will never, ever wash my feet. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. And Simon Peter exclaimed, then wash my hands, my head as well, Lord, and not just my feet. Jesus replied, a person who has bathed all over does not need to wash except for their feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples, he says, sitting around the table with me, you are clean, but not all of you, for Jesus knew the one or one, Jesus knew who would betray him. That is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and he sat down and he asked, he says, do you understand what I am doing? And he asked you the same question today. He just demonstrated what he was doing. He was going around the table, most powerful man in the room. And he's basically asking them that question, do you understand what I am doing? And I would like to declare to you today that Jesus used His towel, his rag, I'm going to call it for illustration purposes today. His rag to begin to bring the richness of life into other people's lives. My friends, that is the function of freedom. Using what you have in your hands, using your life to help other people to discover the richness of life and where life comes from, what their life is all about, and how to live life on purpose. How to have real life, true life, everlasting life, life that matters, life that makes an impact. Jesus uses his rag to bring richness of life into other people's life. He says, you call me teacher and Lord and you are right because I am the most powerful person in the room. He is basically declaring because that is what I am. And Since I, your Lord and your teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I've given you an example to follow. Do as I've done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are no greater than their masters. Nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will, let's say that together, God will bless you for doing them. Many people want the blessings of God on their life. But the question is, are you functioning in the freedom that God has given you 
and being the person that God has created you to be. Jesus picks up the rag and he begins to go around the table and he begins to serve those sitting at the table because he needed them to understand who he was, what he was all about and he didn't just come to earth to serve them. Later they would find out on a cross, but he came to earth to serve them on a cross for the penalty of sin, and he resurrected from a grave so they would get over their sin, get under his authority, and begin to function in freedom. It's a beautiful thing. But a lot of us are not functioning We're just kind of saying a prayer, going to church, and we're kind of going, what I want to say, through the motions, and we're bound up. We're not in freedom. We're bound up to what I call religion. And there's nothing wrong with coming to church, functioning, doing the things of God. You should be doing the things of God. But if you are doing them out of obligation and not out of new nature and who God has created you to be, you're just being religious. You're just going through the motions. You're bound up. You're bound up. You're not set free from sin, missing the mark, so you can keep missing the mark. You're set free from sin so you can hit the mark of God's glorious standard and be who God has created you to be. And, and some people think, well, freedom from sin means that I keep going on, uh, on and I keep on sinning. And if that is you, you really don't understand God's unmerited favor, God's amazing grace, because nothing inside of you wants to keep missing. You want to begin to connect with your great God and hit the mark of his glorious standard and function in freedom. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching better than you're talking back to me today. Freedom, functioning in freedom. So what does Jesus demonstrate at this Last Supper? The first thing he demonstrates, if you got the power of freedom and what the most powerful person in the room would ever do is help the people in the room understand forgiveness. If you've been set free and you're free indeed, as the Bible says, from your sin, then your function in your freedom is to help other people understand where the forgiveness that you have received comes from. And and can I tell you something? I've done some horrible, sinful things. I've done some pretty good things morally that were sinful against God. Because, see, sin is not defined you know what, by good or bad, sin is defined by are you not living underneath God's authority and being who God has created you to be. And there's a lot of good things that aren't God things. And and, and here's the deal. I didn't know how to function in the freedom and, and I used to think that I was penalized because of my sin and because of me missing the mark and I began to really understand the unmerited favor of God and, and the death of Jesus and the finality of 
the penalty of sin that was demonstrated on the cross. And can I tell you something? The bottom line is this. God didn't forgive me based on what I do. God forgives me based on who he is and what I can connect to and begin to believe by faith in his amazing grace. And the day you understand that, it changes the game. You're not trying to perform for forgiveness. You're trying to surrender for forgiveness. And you come to the conclusion that, God, I cannot do this on my own. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. But you need to understand that that forgiveness is not the forgiveness of God for the penalty of your sin so that you can just kind of keep on doing, you know what, uh, being bound up and living underneath the bondage of sin. No, no, he sets you free so you can live under his authority and function and hit the goal line and score some touchdowns with your life and do something amazing with your incredible, incredible freedom. Freedom has function. But most people misunderstand freedom. And a lot of times people go, well, yeah, thank you, Jesus, for the forgiveness of sin, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on sinning. And there's a man named Paul that spoke to this in the Bible, and he's like, you know what, that's just ludicrous. He's like, you're out of your flipping mind. If you think that's why my Jesus gave his life on a cross, he's like, you, you've misinterpreted unmerited favor. You've misinterpreted grace because he didn't show you grace so that you could keep on being underneath your own authority and the authority of the enemy and the evil one. He showed you amazing grace so you could come back in and reconnect to your great God and get underneath his authority and begin to get, get his download and his direction for your life and start hitting the target with your life. Come on, somebody. But we, yeah, but we live in this culture that has turned Christianity into, hey, Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But I am just going to keep living in in slavery, in bondage. And, you know, I just can't get over that thing that's over me. Let me declare to you today, the same power that resurrected Jesus from the grave is available to you if you have believed in Jesus and no longer does that addiction have to hold you back. No longer does that thing that is over you have to hold you back. You are free and free indeed. Come on, somebody. Jim and Jesus demonstrates at the, at the last table that once you've, once you've been clean, you just kind of keep coming back and letting God brush you up day by day, moment by moment, but you have been set free. Look what it says. Unless I wash your feet, you won't belong to me. And Simon Peter exclaimed, then wash here to steal, Jesus. Wash my hands, my head as well. Lord, not just my feet. And Jesus replied, a person who has bathed all over does not need to wash except for their feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. This is very important. It's very theological. What that means is, is that you can keep coming back and letting God begin to Direct your life, 
begin to brush your life up, and that's what God does. You know, you don't have to keep coming back and, and just coming back and coming back and coming back. And I like to say it this way. You don't have to keep putting Jesus back up on the cross. He's already been taken down. And if you keep putting him back up on the cross, then basically what you're declaring is that his life's blood that was shed 2,000 years a day ago wasn't good enough. And, I, I real, and again, I really do sometimes have a theological problem when I see Jesus hanging on a cross. Because he was on the cross. My friend, he has burst forth from the grave and he is alive and he is well. And the death that he died on that cross, I am thankful for it. I praise him for it. Every time I have communion, I remember his blood that was shed, but I also remember my purpose and the power of his resurrection and that I am set free because of his sacrifice for me. I could not do it myself, but he did it for me. No other person, no king, my mama, my grandmama, my Aunt Sally, whoever else. I have an Aunt Bougie. Aunt Bougie couldn't even do it for me. But Jesus did. And can I tell you, I keep going back and saying, Jesus, I need brushing up today. Because that person set me off again. And I missed the target. But I know I missed the target. Brush me up. I, I know I'm forgiven, Jesus, but I'm tired of missing. I'm tired of being under bondage. I'm tired of people controlling my life. I need you to take control of my life. And every time they do something, I get upset and I forget who I am and I start thinking I am who they say I am and I am what they did, but I am who you say I am. I am, God, who I am because of who you are. Oh. And so, so there's, there's so much power and understanding that God, the most powerful person in the room, has fully forgiven me. And once I realize I'm fully forgiven, then no matter what comes against me, I can look at that person and I can say, because I didn't, I didn't do it myself, and I know you can't do it yourself, I, I'm willing to, with the power I've got, to get down and serve you for a moment. Because I know you need the same Savior that I needed in my life. See, see, power isn't about you lording over people. Power is about you understanding who you are and then using your rag to bring richness to other people's life. To begin to help them understand their potential too and live in that potential. Which leads me to my second point of this passage. The most powerful person in the room, Jesus, helps others discover their true purpose. It's his whole purpose of coming to the planet. It wasn't just to forgive sin. It was to forgive sin so that human beings could reconnect with the creator. My friend, I need you to know the throne room of God, the doors of God, the doors of the kingdom are wide open. And Jesus came to give you a key 
so that you can walk through the door. He said, I am the door. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. I've opened the door for you. Sir, would you step through it? Amen. And would you begin to understand the potential that I've locked up inside of you that sin has bound up? And I came to set you free so you could reconnect with your creator. And my friend, so many people are not reconnecting with God. You can pray anywhere you are. God is present. He's here. He is wherever you are. He's in the car. He's in the bedroom. He's in the bathroom. He's on the beach. He's at work. He's in the hospital room. He's wherever you are. But the question is, are you, are you walking into the throne room and keep connecting with him and understand the value of who you are? And Jesus, he kneels down the most powerful person in the room, uses his power to help other people discover their potential. Look what it says in John 13, verses 14 through 17. He says, since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. You ought to help each other's discover potential. He says, I have given you an example to follow. Do as I've done to you, and I tell you the truth, slaves are no greater than their masters, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for knowing them. No, 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 it says for what? Doing them. Now that you know where freedom comes from and what forgiveness is all about, and Jesus says how to use your freedom, how to function in your freedom, God's going to bless you when you do them. And doing them is truly this. If you are functioning as a Christ follower, a follower it is all about helping others yeah. discover who God is. Yeah. Don't miss this. And discovering who God says that they are. It's not only helping people discover who God is. That's amazing. But if you don't understand who God says you are. And get out of your slumber. And your dysfunction and start functioning as a kingdom citizen without boundaries, without a place, no matter where you are, then you really don't understand purpose and you really don't understand freedom and you really don't understand function because freedom is not a place. Freedom is knowing who I am no matter what place I'm in. Remember this. The writer, Peter, writes to the people who are free, and he reminds them to live free, even though they were scattered beyond their territory, their national borders, and they were scattered among Asia and Greece, and they're scattered. He just writes them. He says, let me remind you who you are. No matter where you are, live as free people. Does it matter what your occupation is? Live as free people. It doesn't matter what ethnic group you are. Live as free people. Doesn't matter what language you are born in. Live as free people. 
Live as if God is who he says he is. He has done what he says he has done on the cross. And he is doing what he says he is doing in delivering you his amazing power and speaking to you daily through his word and his Holy Spirit. And you need to function. See, see, it's about helping others discover their purpose. And honestly, that's what Jesus was doing. He's teaching around that last table, that last supper, that last important meal. Because he wanted them to understand their purpose. And he says, though I'm your teacher and I'm your Lord and I've come to do this thing, he says, all I need you to do is be a copycat. Copy me, follow me, do what I'm doing. And and he's not talking about literally go around and clean out everybody's toenails and wash their feet. No, no, it's a, that was a customary way of saying, I, you know what, I, I, I'm serving you in this environment because this is really what life is all about. It's not lording over people, it's functioning. It's learning to come underneath people and serve them. But you better bet your bottom dollar that Jesus was nobody's doormat. He was a servant to all, but he was lord over all. And he would direct people in the right path. And he would call them out when they needed to be called out. He's the most powerful man in the room, but he's functioning as a servant to help other people discover their potential. And lastly, I wrote down this because, see, I do believe the church is the most powerful entity on planet. It's just that we need to learn to function that way Amen. in our community, wherever we go, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, and on our street. Look at your neighbor and say, live free. Tell them one more time, live free, live free. The most powerful person in the room, Jesus, he knows this, not to cling to the moment, but set his eyes on the future. See, see, this is what will cause you to live free. Moments are moments. Moments are minutes. Moments happen to all of us. Circumstances happen to all of us. But if you live for the moment and not for the kingdom, the moment will be like Paxson, the old wrestler. Nobody knows who Paxson is. Paxson used to put the claw on you. And he would put the claw on your head. Come on, somebody. And Paxson, when he put the claw on your head in that wrestling ring, you're going to drop to your knees. And you're going to be paralyzed. And some of you are under Paxson. And, and, and God wants you to function as a kingdom citizen. But if you focus on the moment, Paxson will put his claw on you. The devil will lock his claws in you. And he will get your eyes off eternal things, the great things. A God who is making all things new. Come on, somebody. And he will make you bow to the moment. Jesus doesn't live for the moment. He sets his eyes on the future. Look what it says in John 13, 1, as it starts off this passage. Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world. That was the moment. He knew what was about to happen. 
He knew that one of his closest comrades around the table was going to betray him and sell him out. He knew it. But he didn't live for the moment. He lived for the future. The Bible says that he knew his hour had come. He's about to be betrayed. He's about to be arrested. He's about to be beaten beyond recognition. He's about to suffer for you and me and all humanity on a cross as they drive nails in his hands and in his feet. As they shove a crown of huge thorns on his head. And he hangs for hours on a cross gasping for air. He knew that that hour was about there. The Bible says that moment is the moment he began to set his eyes on what was out in front of him and, and what was ahead of him. And he was willing to not focus on the moment, but he was setting his eyes on the future. Look what it says. Jesus knew that his hour would come to leave this world and return to his father. That's glorious. He knew who he was. He knew why he came. He knew what his function was. And he lived in freedom. All the days of his life. He's God in the flesh. And the final moments. Are coming to his. Earthly life's end. And the Bible says he functions in freedom. Hebrews 12 verses 1 and 2 says this. Reminds us all to let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say live free. Live free. Look at your neighbor and say live free. And the way you live free is you keep your eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. The Bible says because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in a place of honor beside God's throne. That's fabulous. That's function in freedom. That's knowing who you are in spite of what you face, in spite of what the moments are, because you can have joy in your heart because you know what is out in front of you. You can know what the end is because there's a whole book that has been written in our Bible. It's called the book of Revelation. And the book of Revelation is all about a revelation of who Jesus is and his resurrected state and what he's going to do when he returns again as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And the Bible says in that book, in that revelation, 
that John got on the island of Patmos, when he comes back, you know what? He is going to put all evil in, in its place, and then he's going to make a new heaven and a new earth, and all things are going to be made new, and that's the kingdom that we're going to live in. All of us who believe in the finished work of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus and the power that comes to us from Jesus, that's where we're going to be. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. I invite you to function in your freedom. But some of us are paralyzed by Paxon. By the moment that's on our flipping brain. And I can tell you right now, let the devil keep guiding your thinking instead of renewing your thinking with the word of God and things of God. And you'll be paralyzed all the days of your life. But my friend, whenever you renew your mind with the word of God and the things of God and who God really is and who he says you really are and what is still yet to come, it changes the game. And you live in freedom and you function in life. Look at your neighbor one more time before I pray for you and say, live free. God, I thank you for your freedom that you offer every person in this room today underneath the sound of my voice. And God, I pray you would set men, women, boys, and girls free alike. That God, no one would leave this place without the function of you telling them of who they are and living in the freedom that you say that they can live in. And my friend, if that is you today and you have never trusted Christ in the fullness of who he is, this could be your moment. The Bible says... It is by faith in God's gift of grace that we are made right with God, that we are saved. And so it is your faith in God's gift that grace has a name and his name is Jesus. And I've done the best I can with the time I have and the knowledge of God's word that I have to present that Jesus to you in a real way today. But my friend, how you respond is totally up to you. And will you respond and allow Jesus to forgive you of your sin and deposit the power of God's Holy Spirit in your life today and put your faith in God's unmerited favor, this grace, and walk out of here functioning in your freedom? Or will you still continue to sit and let sin dominate your life? And you say, man, I'm ready to begin that relationship. How do I do it? Just simply talk to God right now. He hears you. You don't, you don't have to say anything special. Just surrender. Tell God today you're tired of being under the bondage of whatever it is. And today you need him. Tell Jesus thank you for the gift of salvation that he offered on that cross as he shed his blood. Tell God thank you. Tell him you believe that that shed blood was for you. So you can be forgiven of your sin. You're missing the mark of God's going to stand. My friend, God is true to his word and he'll do what he says he'll do. He forgives you right now in this very moment. Now tell God you want to function. You want to begin to commune with him, talk with him. You want to begin to have a life with him and let him define who you are and nothing else. Tell God thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. He says will come and reside in you. Tell God, thank you for his word. And make a commitment right now, a covenant.
bond with God right now tell God you're fully committed and from this point forward you're going to be under his authority and nothing else tell God thank you for freedom tell God you're ready to live free if you said that prayer I want to say welcome to the family you are free and free indeed in Jesus name we pray amen give God a hand clap of praise in this place today